It's hard to have a fresh start when the past is on your mind. Candace. I think we have some unfinished business to talk about. But it's a new me. You were here before. I couldn't look you in the eye. Will Bettelheim. Your credit came back sparkling, Will. But I looked you up, you're not on the socials. Thought you might be some kind of freak. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today we are discussing You, Season 2, Season Finale. So, we finished it. Mm-hmm. We did it. We did it. We did the You Challenge. <laughs> the You 10 Episode Challenge. I mean, what was it, like 8 to 10 hours or something like that? Was, yeah, between 8 to 10. They're about 50 minutes each. And we... 10 episodes... We watched episode one, we podcasted, and we straight binged two through... Uh, ten. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much nonstop. Um, off the top, we're, this is obviously going to contain spoilers for the entire season, um, so tell me what you thought about it. Uh, just right off right off the dome, what was your... I, I mean, I loved it. I loved the series. I loved series two a lot more than I liked series one. Season two? I liked season two. More than season one. Right. What about you? Um, overall, yeah. I I think season two is definitely an improvement over season one. I'm sure maybe the production from having the Lifetime Hallmark kind of style to going to Netflix definitely improved. Maybe how much money they're getting. Viewers. Um, yeah, viewers, obviously. Because um, I think what we, we talked about the viewers on Lifetime that it was like, what a hundred thousand, and then when they put them on like Netflix, it was like millions or something, yeah. right? So, <clears throat> yeah, there's definitely a larger audience for this one. Um, let's talk about a couple of the pros and a couple of the uh, things that I I really like to have a couple of uh, mm-hmm. notes I took. This is uh, absolutely a domino effect of shit that just piles up throughout the entire season. It's almost yeah. on his own doing. Um, he creates his own luck. Um, I think it might be the easiest the easiest way to kind of go through each one of these uh, storylines is by going by the character. Um, and so the first character I want to discuss real quick is <clears throat> the character of 40 Quinn. Mm-hmm. Character I didn't, I was not particularly uh, keen on in the first episode. I thought he was kind of a one note, you know, where's my vegan, microbiotic, non-GMO... <laughs> food sales you know you know that's what i thought that he was but he really turned out to be like a really fleshed out character right yeah. what did you what did you think about 40? um i liked 40 i agree though i didn't like him in the first episode based on the uh, i don't based know on the podcast you liked him more than i do yeah i don't know that i liked him <clears throat> even in the, did we see a lot of him in the second episode i don't know why i feel like a lot of the second episode for some reason and i'm probably wrong he lost his finger in the second episode. It was a lot of him back and forth between the apartment, the garage, work. I don't remember 40 being in the second episode too much. I don't think I started liking 40 until after they went to visit their parents. Right. I Because yeah, seeing how his dad treated him, mm-hmm. it kind of opened up, shit, okay, this is why he is the way that he is. and It humanized him. Yeah, it did. Um, a lot. <clears throat> it made him not just a Komodo wherein, you know, MGOM, yeah. microbiotic, uh, vegan, eaten, you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> L.A. asshole. Yeah. And so <clears throat> that uh, that character really grew on me throughout the season yeah. to the point where I was like, I don't even want Forty and Joe in the same room because I didn't want Joe to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so and it was a scare at one point. I mean, many points. Uh, I thought that Joe was gonna have to take him out. You know, I, I mean, at the beginning, I thought he he was uh, he was on the chopping block as well. Um, by the way, our predictions on who was gonna die were absolute shit. But the predictions with how the ending of the season was gonna. I was right. I think it was a big combination. No, it wasn't. You asked what my prediction was, and I told you, and you said I like it. 
you didn't come up with that prediction. It was my prediction. I because, like I said, check the tapes. Check the you tapes. Didn't listen. Did take, you check the tapes? I checked the tapes. And I said, you, you were like, I'd like it if he was, uh, if she was, you know, bad. And I was like, yeah. If, what if she was like even worse, like a, a serial killer or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we kind of fed into the. I don't know. I'll have prediction. to that you, you, de- you definitely started. <laughs> you definitely started down the road that you wanted her to be like him. Yeah, you said like him. I think yeah, that was I did. the actual thing. I was like, it'd be crazy if she turned out to be like him and he couldn't. Kind of like she turned out to be like him and he can't. He can't defeat her. Right. Kind of thing. And that's kind of what they were hiding in in the episode one. Yeah. Um. Continuing on with the characters. Great supporting characters. I thought that this season over first season had so much better of a supporting cast. Yeah. I mean, what did we have? The, uh, this, this, sorry, the supporting characters in this L.A. setting felt like real lived in characters as opposed to caricatures of like, you know, like Peach, you know, the really preppy overstuffed girl. Um, then the girl, the other one that was... I didn't like any of the friends from season one. I didn't either. Compared to season two. I didn't like any of... I didn't like Beck. I did not like Beck's character. A lot of people didn't, yeah. I didn't like, um... I don't know. I felt like this one... I don't know if it makes sense. I feel like season two just rolled right off the tongue. So much better than season one. For me, it felt more natural. Yeah. With the exception of... Well, I guess it, it's explained of why she's, uh, why love is so into him, because she's obsessed. Mm-hmm. But that was that was our critiques at the beginning that she was showing up at his house after they had just hung out for the first time or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, and, I think I think we kind of you got the vibe from her from the very start that she was a little bit like Joe. She's a little bit overbearing, abrasive. She, yeah. you know, if there's a boundary. She's going to cross it. Mm-hmm. She's coming over. Mm-hmm. over the, She's coming over the wall. She does not care. <laughs> like, fuck the fence. She's jumping the fence. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I had a prediction about uh, his landlord finding out. Del- Delilah finding out. That he was doing some shady yeah. shit. And that was in. Uh, so. After she. She didn't find out until after she fucked him, though. Yeah, I will say. Twice. I. Yeah, I will say that we predicted a lot of what happened at you the end. You predicted them hooking up. Dear, like, we were watching it, and I remember you going chemistry, or you were going connection, or something like that, and I was like, no. I mean, she was, like, bending it over, like, extra I mean, technically, Del- Delilah threw it at everybody and anybody. We only saw her hook up with two people in this season. But her sister always is like, why do you have to be such a slut? Mm, I don't. I don't want to say anything. So, uh, overall, great supporting cast. I think you know from the young characters such as Ellie. I I don't necessarily agree with how that character was handled at the very end, but I do think overall her uh, her storyline was interesting. I don't, dude. I felt such like I felt my heart sank, like as if it were gonna be me or I was doing this to Ellie because I was like. Her sister's gone. Mm-hmm. I think at that point we had already knew, it, like her sister was the only person she had. Right, and it's very clear. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, there's several scenes with uh, Love and Ellie just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Which, if you go back and rewatch that, holy fuck, that's some scary shit. Yeah. Now that you think, if you think about it now, considering what Love had done. Yeah. And mm. yeah. <laughs> Has has been doing for a long time. I mean, love came came clean, saying she killed her brother's ex lover and framed it on Quinn. Like that is fucked up. Framed it on so 40. framed it on the forty. That's mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah. Um, like there was some fucked up dynamics in that family. Um, my favorite episode, real quick, the LSD episode. Yeah. I that was yeah. so funny. I I. I couldn't even, like, describe how much fun it was. You know? It, it was all first-person perspective. I think that if it would have... If we would have gotten the show week by week, it would not as play as good. No. Being able to watch it back-to-back is major yeah. key. It's, yeah, it's a lot better. Um, 
this season is what I would call fun. Yeah. Um, and the pacing was amazing. I mean, ten episodes felt like it went down like seven. Yeah. I, I felt like the first season stressed me out with how much sneaking around Joe did. Yeah, there was a lot more sneaking around in first season and not so... He's much more transparent in this season, I guess. Yeah. And he's, at least he, it, he doesn't want to do it on some level. Yeah, he's he was very much okay with moving on versus mm-hmm. in season one, he was flipping out, still stalking her, you know, mm-hmm. craziness. Um, right, and this this takes the formula and doesn't do so much stalking, and more or less... It showed him doing a little bit of growing. Right, he, he definitely grows as a character, even though he does a serious regression at the beginning, uh, at, the in, at the ends of each season, he's done a serious regression. <laughs> um, so hold on, how many people did he kill in this season? I think the body count is Jasper... Is that it? Who did he put in the meat grinder? Jasper. Jasper? Yeah. I thought there was two bodies. So in the very first one, he kills his dad. Well, no. We don't even get to see that till this season. But technically, he killed his dad. Oh, you, you want a full body count? Yeah. His uh, dad. Okay, so, so Peaches, his dad... Benji, Beck, Beck. Was it one Henderson. Who's Henderson? Oh, yeah, Hendy. Um, okay, so there was two for this season. Oh, yeah, Jasper, H- Hendy was the second Jasper one. and Hendy. He's yeah. killed six people. Yeah. And she's killed three. I find it interesting that he didn't kill any women this season. Mm-mm. And it makes it maybe just slightly a little bit easier to watch. Maybe from that level, just because, I don't know. I mean, in this season, we've actually seen him kill bad guys. Yeah, and that's something that people rooted Dexter to do. Yeah. Because he was the quote-unquote friendly serial killer. Yeah. He would go out and kill people, like, put them on Hannibal's plates, you know, and shit like that. He didn't eat them or anything like that, but, I mean, he would he would get them in He'd some... he fuck them cre- up? I mean, he would, like, take them into a very... Op- uh, procedural like type thing you know he would lay him down have him already the tarp ready and all that why was why was uh jasper willing to walk in that uh safe unit and then like i mean jasper turn you, around but you've seen how jasper handled him the first time jasper, jasper was insane jasper did not know joe yeah yeah so but i mean one <laughs> When the motherfucker who you just chopped off the tip of his pinky walks you, allows you, is just like, yeah, come here. You (laughs) You should feel worried. (laughs) Honestly, I kind of would have rather had Jasper in the box for a little bit. Come here, darling. (laughs) Is how Joe makes me think. (laughs) I do think that uh, I find it fascinating that he let the original will go. I do too. I like it. And I like that because I loved that guy. That guy was fucking insane. Yeah, he's he's insane. Uh, and I don't know how he didn't see that murder. Oh, I thought you murdered a guy. <laughs> it's like, how did you not see that? Yeah. But anyways, um, I'm gonna excuse that because that was so early in the season. Yeah. Um, I think they kind of they didn't drop the romantic stuff that we were talking about in the first episode, but uh. They definitely embellished it in a way that made her way more interesting and her family just way more interesting. Yeah. I think as a whole, L.A. and um, kind of feeding into the uh, fourth wall breaking parts of this season just make it so much more better. I mean, you know, along with the music, the parts where they were discussing Beck's book and her Beck's book is basically everything that happened in season one. Yeah. And I love how they kept just referring to that. Yeah. Um, almost referring it to the audience, you know. So, uh, a couple of the cons in this season. Let's talk about those real quick. Things we did not like, or things I didn't like specifically. Okay. Losing a finger. Um, the reattaching of that was way too easy. I either 
fell asleep for two minutes or they just talked about it in two lines. He did. Swear to God, he did. So he didn't actually go to a doctor. He just says he got it reattached. Yeah. That we is don't see him. Inexcusable. Can't do because that. Because who too big is a, it? That's a big deal. Who gave him... Uh, Henderson gave him the um, the micro, doctor. Microblading or whatever. Microbiology. Mi- At the party? Yeah. Okay. And I, I did like the that character, Chris Delia, played the, the yeah. that comedian. He play, basically plays himself, except minus the... Uh, In real life, he's not fucking pedophile yeah he's not a pedophile but uh i've never liked that guy as a comedian but i think this is a really good role for him yeah um i I like it because he's kind of playing a loose version of himself Mm kind of making fun of himself um yeah the reattaching of the fingers way too way too quick i do like how things that happen at that party are callbacks to what happened or you know are called back at the end of the season yeah like candace has isn't even looking for Joe, but happens to see him on a video. Yeah. And so it's kind of like by happenstance, you know, sees him at that party and goes finds him, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I just like the, uh, how they refer, like to, refer to I things that happened cool. earlier in the season. Yeah. And or, I mean, not cool. I think it's... Smart writing is what it is for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, the Delilah plot completely swept under the rug. What? I think the whole plot with Ellie's older sister is completely swept under the rug. We don't really see the disposal of the bodies. I know we don't. We have... didn't get to see the disposal of. Hen... Well, no, Henderson's body was supposedly found by law enforcement. Um, Delilah or Candace. We don't get to see what they do with their bodies. Right. I'm. I have a slight problem with that. Um, just Delilah as a plot was so so big to have her just you know laying there dead and what are you gonna do what are you gonna do with her what are you gonna do with the body what are you gonna do with David Fincher the cop that should be on your ass the entire time what you gonna do about the cameras that's in that fucking garage you know there's can't there are we for sure that there was a camera shot and there uh, was a camera outside of his the place the storage place yeah it shows him looking up at that camera. But I think he had Will hack it oh. along with the cameras at an Anavrin. Okay, so was that explained away in the first two I episodes? don't think it was explained, really. Not, not if if it that was... wasn't explained, that's really sloppy. And if to to say that there's no security cameras any of these Because I want to say that he's walking into the storage place and he's looking up and then it shows the camera. I remember seeing that And I want to say it shows... Shows the light go off or something. It shows something, and it just shows him looking at it. Okay, so he does know that there's cameras. He acknowledges the... that there's one camera on the outside of the building. Okay, but there's never any. It's never brought to light whether there's cameras inside the building. I mean, obviously there should be cameras in the building. The, my my whole problem is, they make such a big deal. It's like holy shit, Delilah's there. Who killed her? Oh fuck, loved it. Oh shit, but then they're like. But it's all good. Don't worry about it. So we got see three. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, my God. It's like, what? It, I mean, like, you make such a big deal about having these people on like in the season. Joe was tripping balls for even after he was, you know, off of the acid about who the fuck killed Delilah. Yeah, and it, I mean, the whole thing is it happened so fast that love comes out and says. For a minute, did you think um, 40 did it? Yeah, my, you see, one of the, my favorite things was, you know, it's who killed Delilah. Mm-hmm. That became the biggest mystery for the last two and a half episodes. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, just as much fun as watching the, the LSD trip, you know? It's like, it's it's a good old whodunit. Mm-hmm. And I love the editing going back and forth of him, like, you know, seeing blood on his hands Talking to his mom. And then talking to his mom a little bit, which I do want to know, is his mom, like, the reason he's going around trying to kill people now? He killed his dad and his mom. Was enabling. Mm -hmm. But I just... We got to see the speech his mom gave about him being a good boy and him just trying to do the right thing and trying to save her. Right. But my thing is, in that light, I feel like he's a protector. And when he's attacking these people, he's not doing it out of protection. So... He thinks he is. Maybe. Because anytime he's killed someone, he starts explaining, well, I had to do it. 
I had to do it because she was going to hurt you or she was going to do this. She, she was, was going to take me away from she you. She was going to take you away from yeah. me. Um, I, I understand that. that, And that that definitely applies and works. Delilah, what did you think about the Delilah plot and how they disposed of her body and the sisters I thought, and Ellie? I thought Delilah's entire writing, like the entire character, mm-hmm. was it was all over the place the entire time. Oh, you didn't like her writing? I mean, I liked her. Mm-hmm. I liked her when she was actually being nice and her and Joe were hooking up. <laughs> Whenever she was like Agreed. being standoffish and Joe was trying to help her and she was like, well, fuck you. I'm not going to say thank you. Right. And she had this whole like anti, anti-guy persona. Mm-hmm. But she's, she's just fucking this guy in her back alley. I, it just, it was sloppy. It's too sloppy. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, but it was consistent by, I thought she played it well, because it was kind of sweet and salty. Yeah. In a way that kind of worked for me personally. Yeah. I know that her writing was kind of back and forth, you know, sometimes she was sweet, sometimes she wasn't, but I just felt, it was, it was like, that's kind of her, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you going to get today? And her sister kind of was like a good, uh, younger representation of that, you know? Yeah. And her sister almost immediately sounded like a 15-year-old girl that would think she's too hot for, her sh- you know, her shit, you know, yeah, her shit don't Too school for school. Yeah. And hanging out with celebrities, which I'm sure there's 15-year-olds in L.A. that are doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it it was interesting to see how that plot developed. Um, did you, at the very end, did you like how the Delilah plot was wrapped up? No, no, I don't like at all that we didn't get to see what happened to her body. Right. Oh, it's not just her body. It's, at, it's at the least... fact that Ellie was really pissed at Joe for a little bit, for, for like, the last time they talked to each other, but then we get just an offhanded letter that says, hey, I'm doing great, and so-and-so, you know, Because really, money. she doesn't... What the fuck is she doing? When Joe is like, and how much she's gone. He... Yeah. And Ellie's like, she's dead, isn't she? And he's like... He doesn't really say yes or no. And why should she trust anything that he says after that? Yeah. You know? So she, like, it's it's it, it's not good writing for me, in my opinion, that she went from, fuck you, I hate you, okay, give me the money, I'm going to go do what she said. I'm going to go do what you're telling me to do. There's it doesn't a, make there's sense. There's a lot of leaps in logic is what I'm finding. Yeah. For her character specifically, because she's, she's supposed to be in grief and be, you know, kind of be upset, but she has to, like, take... The person that is causing her all the pain is also the person that's going to be helping her after the pain. So that's like, it's a really difficult scenario to yeah. walk. I would have took that fucking money and like fucking bolted. I, but I mean, if you had found out the person that was responsible for killing your last family member that was alive wants to pay you to leave, would you do it? I mean, yeah, I'd do it. Right off the bat, I mean, I don't think there was an amount of money that you could pay me to say that. You know, I gotta go. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't think it makes much sense for me that Joe was able to convince her to leave in that one conversation. You know, I think the only thing that was convincing was if you try to do or say anything, the Quins are gonna have you killed. You see, he could say that, but I got it more that he, I felt like he almost should have said that. You know what? Like, I will kill you if you say something. Like, I know that's not what he wanted to say, and that's not yeah. what he wanted to do. But I didn't feel like she had enough threat against her. Uh-uh. No, she didn't. I think she was like, uh, 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 you know, it's like bring it out. It's like <laughs> I guess. It's, yeah. Uh, it's like <laughs> that didn't look like it hurt Joe one bit. Uh-uh. And clearly, love killing Delilah didn't hurt at all. And it sucks seeing Ellie so torn up. Yeah. So. Overall, that that was just my thing, and and that whole Delilah thing it comes into the to the the problem I had with the the ending involving the cop David Fincher, which are they intentionally naming them after directors and actors? Amy Adam, um, David Fincher is like it's like what is going on here? Um, I, th- I thought it was funny though because Forty's character character gets to mention he's like was Britney Spear already yeah. taken? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. It, and the char- the writing for all of the characters, I think that we can all agree, or we can agree that uh, 
the writing and the directing got better with each episode it did. as the season went because yeah. I felt like even the supporting characters were not good in the first first episode. And I think that might have been from the directing to the writing to them not knowing what kind of characters they wanted to be. Yeah. So, uh, some of the characters I wasn't so hot on the earlier, you know, the grocery store manager, some of the supporting cast, 40, I ended up liking all of them. Ellie, yeah. Ellie. I didn't think Ellie was that bad, but you know, I think she, she ended up being a very, you know, uh, capturing actress. Yeah. Um, and Chris Delia ended up being good, too. Yeah. As Hindi. Um, but yeah, that was the cop. The cop felt like he should have been way more on Joe's ass, and him taking out 40 is extremely he convenient. He wanted to be. Him taking out 40 is extremely convenient. Yeah. And so, uh, a couple of more of the cons, unfortunately, were the, uh, the predictability of this. I was not upset that we predicted the end. I was fucking excited. Yeah, I was... I was so excited. Oh, yeah, so it, it, that's more of a pro, but, um, yeah, it, I have no idea where it's going to go after, so maybe we'll do a couple predictions at the end. Um, there's not as much sex in this season. I'd say there's, like, one to two sex scenes, and I think that... There was no sex scene in the first episode, right? Not to my knowledge. We didn't get to see... We saw Love and Joe, like, once. We saw Joe and Delilah twice or once. I know, but I In felt, the alley. I felt like once. And then we got to see Love and Milo twice. It's kind but, of the same scene, but, but they, it flashed back. But they weren't doing, like, they weren't having, like, sex. They were, they were, it was, like, foreplay. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. I felt like. They were almost butt-ass naked in the first season, and, and Gwen was having sex with I don't know how many different people. Yeah. And Joe had sex with two people, I think. He was having sex with Guinevere and the, uh, Karen. Yeah, and the neighbor. No, the neighbor's friend. Yeah. Karen. Um. So, yeah, there, I just noticed there wasn't as much sex. I don't know if that's a con. I just noticed it. Um, hey, that's a con. <laughs> hell, yeah, that's a con. Um, some of the plot had, you know, a lot of luck that went in Joe's favor, but that's obviously just how it goes. You know, how's it going to get caught kind of thing. Yeah. And a little bit of contrived writing, but overall it wasn't that bad. The beginning of you took a bit to get started. However, once ep episode two begins, which I thought episode two could have been episode one, mm -hmm. the way it kind of begins, um, with him losing a finger, I was like you instantly see how crazy of a season we're going to get into. Yeah. That's when it really, that's when the adrenaline starts pumping. Oh, well, I felt like me. there's no teeth to the season until we see that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so overall, overall it's a season two of you is a campy slash trashy television show <laughs> that has, such a compelling plot that seemingly gets more ridiculous as the season goes on. They are self-critical of their first season, discussing it as possibly anti-feminist. I remember you pointed that out. Season 2 is an even better continuation of you, with better comedy and sharper dialogue as the season progresses. The comedy in this one was hilarious. It was great. The comedy, I don't remember. It was a lot heavier in this one. I don't remember laughing as hard. Well, I, I felt like it was a lot more, almost specific. Yeah. Like the jokes that 40 would have were just like, yeah. very on the money. Yeah. Um, And a lot of the supporting characters felt real. And even when they weren't being, you know, quote unquote funny, like their dialogue felt natural. And sometimes it came off as funny. Yeah. You know? The, uh, the guy that did the acupuncture on him. I, I, I really liked that. I liked him. I loved the girl that he broke into her house and she tied his ass up. Oh, that was a great one. That was awesome. That was a great one. Because she was like, it's like she just, you know. She said, what'd she say? Uh, untie yourself, call left, and get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. She um, was like, call left and get the fuck out of my house. Uh, the characters of 40 and love and their relationship with their parents was fascinating. 
it was fascinating, but dude, I don't understand the relationship between her and her mom. Because, like, I thought when we first see, when we first get to meet the parents, I thought the way Love's mom acted, like, oh, so glad you're here. I'm so glad to see you. Come on, let's get you a drink. I thought she seemed like a normal mom. Right. I know that we got to hear Love explain, like, hey, my parents are going to be this, this, and this. But then her mom slapping her in the face and being like, all you're supposed to do is take care of your brother and you fail and then smacks her. I was like, the, where the fuck did that come from? I mean, I guess we that's where we see where the stress is applied onto love. And given that... We, we get to see where the stress is applied onto 42, though. Right. Well, his dad. I, mean, I mean, his dad is a complete ass. And I will say their relationship with their folks is not, is not developed. And I am a little bummed we're not going to get 40 next season. Maybe we'll get some flashbacks or something. Yeah. I, I do find it a little... I don't know if they should have taken him there out. There will be no Candace. Candace is gone. I'm fucking tired of Candace. I was done. I was done with it. I, I really felt for her that she had to... You know, she... She went through that abuse. And I'm going to... I want to touch on that here in a second. Yeah. Um, But... And... And I'm sympathetic to seeing her try to uh, report it. Yeah. And the difficulties of getting that completed. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, you felt bad for her during that moment because you were like, she's covered in fucking dirt. Like, what do you mean? Why are they asking her these things? Yeah, yeah. I was like, this seems ridiculous even having to go through this. Like, can you not do some DNA testing or something? But, uh, yeah, I felt really sympathetic to her. The thing was, I felt like she was playing it too petty, and she wanted to get revenge instead of get him in jail, and so that's where I kind of felt like... I think she was trying to wait, because I don't think he really... I think once she read Beck's book, she was able to say, oh, okay, well now I know, or now I think Joe has done X, Y, and Z, but she had to wait for him to actually fuck up before she could do anything. I I want to know exactly what was in the book. Did we get a hundred percent confirmation? Is is Beck's book just season one of you? I guess. Because I don't understand why Joe would ever have that uh, published. Technically, Joe had it published. <laughs> yeah, why would Joe publish that shit if it says all this terrible, you know, incriminating well, it stuff never, about him? It never names him. Just saying. It's like my ex boyfriend, the last one I had before I died. It's like, why don't you just put fucking your name on there, no Joe? No one knew him, and the people who did know died. No, 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 no. Her two friends that are still alive. Yeah. What about Anna? Anna Lee or something? Anna and something else. Annika. Annika and the other girl are alive. They know exactly who her ex-boyfriend was. I think they're keeping that book intentionally vague so that we... You I think mean, Annika and the other girl can pop up in season three? I sure hope not. No? I mean... Someone's got to come back and be like, Joe Beck wrote this book and all this is Well, you published about the book, you. Joe. You about fucked yourself. So it's like, I don't give a shit. I, it would make sense for that to happen. There should be something that comes back to bite him in the ass in the end has to be but the thing is uh we didn't get any scenes with them at all and we don't know exactly what's in that book except for what we're told yeah and so it seems like there might be places where they can fill in the blanks to, to make it look like it could be joe yeah but there has to be enough ambiguity that it's not otherwise why the hell would he do that that's just the dumbest thing i can think of so anyways um well, you know why? Why would they? Why would he, you know, publish a crime novel through her? I guess unless that he wants people to know that he did stuff. I think this stuff. maybe he wasn't. Maybe he thought that by publishing it, it would make it seem more real or more believable that Doctor Nikki killed her. Right. My my, one of my problems with uh, trying to recollect the season, is trying to remember what they were like. When they weren't dating. Yeah. Because he claims he only date, went on one date with her to Candace. And that's definitely not true because they seem to have had like a, a while they were dating. He was lying to Candace. I know, but I'm, I just like, I can't, it's hard to remember. No, 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 he's lying to love. 
Sorry, I, I don't remember who it was. But. Candace is, uh, has already told Love and Forty that that book is about Joe. And he was like, yeah, I went on one date with the girl. Mm-hmm. And then she was she was too wound up in her other boyfriend and her therapist. Hmm. Is what he tells Love. Yeah, that wasn't true. So, um, yeah, so just finishing up. There are also some themes of domestic and child abuse and the difficult struggles that surround those circumstances. Mm-hmm. What did you think about those um, interpretations? Did you appreciate them? I know that we watched I Unbelievable. Did, I do appreciate them because... We watched Unbelievable recently. Um, yeah. I'd like to do a review of that, but that really shows you how difficult it is to get something reported and then convicted. Yeah. Um, I mean, like with the Hindi so this thing, sort of touched it. You know how they were like, "Oh, well, we, the pictures aren't credible because he's not in them. We can't prove that that's taken in his home." Right. Yeah, like I mean, you pretty much have to have that person's name and number besides something. Yeah, like if it's a text, like a threatening text message. Yeah. You can't just have the text thread. You ha- it has to have that person's phone number, and you know, like the cops have to be able to trace that. No- like just a simple. Is this his number? Call it or, you know, contact it. Okay, yeah, it's him. Okay, yeah, he said these things. Yeah, you know, that makes it easier. It reminds me of that super bad uh, Seth Rogen saying, he's like, I just thought there was a big semen database where there was just every bad guy semen. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, it sounds like there has to be just semen on everything for you to get anything done. <laughs> and even then, it's like, Still, it's like, I don't know if it's her shaman. It's like, it's like, God! It's like, it's just, I don't know. That That's just what comes to mind when I think I'm, I'm just convinced, and even in this movie, I think it was a great show. representation. Yeah, show, sorry. I think it's still, for me, it's a representation of, they really just don't want to waste their time listening to women. Well, there you go. Listen to women. <laughs> um, Candace. Oh, sorry. This was a couple of uh, the examples I have of the difficult circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, Candace not being believed by the cops. Um, Quinn's parents belittling their children on the domestic abuse side. Yeah. Um, Joe's parents abusing. Yeah. I mean, his, it showed his dad burning him with a cigarette. Because you hear what, you, like, one of the things his dad told him was, Pain makes people tell the truth. We see that. That's in every movie show ever in the history of television. Is it? You breaking someone, like the mob breaking someone's finger to get them to to open up. Uh, The idea. Yeah, the idea of it. I agree. Um, Ellie's parents. I think one of them died and the other one was an asshole. Mom was a shithead. Dad got sick. And Chris Delia's parents. Hindi's parents. <laughs> Did he say my dad molested me or my stepdad or he my said uncle? His stepdad. <laughs> so I think we have that a... <laughs> almost didn't seem believable though. It's I, like they did, like... it's like they wrote that for him to blurt it out <laughs> for all of us to be like, okay, 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 don't hurt him. Yeah. Like, no, fuck that. Fuck it. No. That ain't why you doing the shit to little girls. Yeah, well, fuck that guy. <laughs> um Yeah, I think there's a theme here with maybe some shitty parents. Yeah. Um we we watched all ten episodes in one day, and I'd... found the majority of the pacing to really work. Yeah, always ready to see what this guy is getting into, how he's going to get caught. Um, overall, I was impressed with their ability to keep my attention for almost ten hours. The writing and acting by the supporting cast feels very natural. Um, something the first season was lacking. I really liked the season with most of the eps averaging around maybe an eight for me personally. The LSD episode was around a nine, um, with the exception of how they wrapped up some of the plot lines we talked about. I think Candace maybe, but Delilah was a little bit too neatly wrapped up. But uh, I thought it was really entertaining. Uh, whichever episode Love is explaining everything that she's done throughout her life is Final. a ten for me. Final. Mm-hmm. Final episode was a ten for me. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, what did you what did, what did you think about Joe uh kind of not falling out of love, but he looked like he was not head over heels for love once he figured out she was a psychopath as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? The irony. Because that's not something I considered. I when I was thinking that oh he's he's gonna if she ends up being you know uh, his his Bonnie and Clyde, mm-hmm. his Bonnie to his Clyde, mm-hmm. um, I figured he'd be excited. You know, but, uh, but it ended up kind of going the opposite. At because first. I I think because that's not who he fell in love with. I think had she not been pregnant, he was gonna kill her. That that was that was some tense shit. I was like, damn. Yeah. Had she not been pregnant, he was gonna get rid of her too. You know, because in his mind, he probably thought if she's not able, if one, if I'm not in love with her, she's gonna try to kill me. She's gonna turn me in. I gotta kill her. I mean, that's a scary thing because they so, they can't like let each other go because. They know both of them have killed someone else, and so they can't trust each other. Yeah. That's scary. Um, it's kind of like a... It's, it's kind of like where it's like, a, well, we both have done it. Might as well stay together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. if, we, if whoever breaks up with who, the other person that's heartbroken is going to go fucking spill the beans, but then both of you can spill the fucking beans, technically. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's not going to spill the beans and you're not going to leave because you don't want your beans spilt. Why'd you spill your beans? <laughs> Why'd you spill your beans? I don't know. I loved it, dude. I was thinking about it today when I was out shopping with my mom. I was like, dude, I fucking love, love. I love her. <laughs> I love that character. I love that character. Because um, she, when he was like, but why? She was like, well, she was going to tell us. She was going to turn you in. Delilah was going to turn him in. I was like... And that was Joe's whole thing in the first episode, before he let Will out. Yeah. I think letting Will out kind of made him think too highly of himself. It gave him too big of a fucking head. Like, yeah, you let one person out that fucking cage, but, I mean... That doesn't mean Who do you think the most brutal was the killing? I think Benji's. Because of the peanuts? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, because he had to sit there and suffocate. He didn't die fast. Yeah, that's a that's a shitty way to go. That's a slow pain. That's slow painful. We don't know exactly what. Uh, oh, we uh, might have got confirmation that Beck was strangled. Yeah. And that was I was not liking the ghost Beck stuff at first, dude. See that. But seeing that imagery, I was that like, made Jesus. Me cry. <laughs> that made me cry so bad when she took her scarf off. Speaking of what made me cry, yeah, that was a very intense scene. And then love and her first husband. Yes. God, I I yeah. was I literally thought I was like Indiana Jones having my heart ripped out. Like I was <laughs> like, it was so heartbreaking seeing just uh, the flashbacks of her standing at the locker and then it kind of pulling out a little bit and you see them having the conversation in sign language. Mm-hmm. And it's something about you know them young uh them not being able to talk you know him not being able to talk um just made it that much more work you know more difficult to watch the acting was phenomenal it the was. direction i i Those thought scenes, it's two scenes right I two flashbacks i think it's two scenes but but i was getting like marriage story vibes i was like yeah with the second scene yeah because in the first scene She's... They're very happy. They're both very happy. And she's talking about wanting to have a baby. And he's like, I want to have adventure and risk and this and that. And then the second scene, they talk about not wanting to accept money from her folks. And him being sick. Yeah, the quote-unquote golden parachute. Oh, what did you think about Milo? Hold on, so was there three? There might have been three. No, I think there was two with sound and then there was one without sound. I don't know. I don't know. Um, What'd you think about... Fuck Milo. Fuck Milo. Fuck Milo. Fuck Milo. 40. Should have punched him Fuck Milo. Fucking right in his ass. His salami ass nips. (laughs) Salami nips. (laughs) (laughs) No, fuck Milo. I can't say it enough. Fuck Milo. Fuck him. (laughs) Right in his ass. Was that too much? 
No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Right in his ass. Um, and then Q-tip right in a pee hole. Oh, that, that, <laughs> that's, where, that's where we went too far. Yep. That's where we went too yep. far. Yep, that's what he needs. No. That's what he deserves. Okay. All right. Well, we just, <laughs> we just lost everyone on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm oh. getting delusional. Y'all, all right, we'll get we'll get you out of here. All right, predictions. Do we want a season three? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you don't think it's going to get stupid? Uh, good. Joe and Love running around killing their neighbors? This, it kind of reminds me of True Blood. <laughs> Everything reminds you of True Blood. Uh, I love True Blood. True Blood ass? Because <laughs> as the seasons went on, I swear to God, they got worse. And worse and worse. And this didn't. This did not. But. Well, season two of a lot of things get a lot worse. Even my favorite shows, season two is normally get worse. So, seeing this that it gets better is hopeful. Yeah. I think. What do you think? Um. The way they ended it with him fucking. Oh, and then I see you. Across the room. It's, I didn't like that. God it's, well, damn, it's the same, it's the, Yeah, it, it felt <laughs> like we had got so much growth out of him, and then he regressed like a fucking drug addict. Within, like, seconds. Like, his pregnant wife literally <laughs> just walked out, blew him a kiss, and walked in the house, and he's like, but my neighbor. And but, it's like, what the fuck? But that ass. <laughs> like, your daughter hasn't even, it hasn't even been nine months since all that crazy shit happened yet. Yeah, that, yeah, it's, uh. Daughter's not even here yet. Was it three you, months? I don't know. I just know, I mean, the baby's not here yet. She's pregnant, so clearly. I thought it was three months. I don't know why. Um, so, is it going to be Bonnie and Clyde style? Is it going to be Joe no. solo, or is it Joe and Love? He's going to fuck up, and uh, Love's going Love's gonna to fuck him up. <laughs> He's uh, going to do something wrong, and Love is going to fuck up his world, is what I hope for. I just, the thing is, I would... I don't think love is that gullible. Gullible. She's not gullible at all. Well, to think that he's not going out and killing people, you know, and stuff like that. Love's so, not going to be stupid and think that he's not. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying is I don't want them to play her like that. I hope they don't. Because I, hope they I don't, don't want her, her to be way. like episode six of ten and be like, you're killing people? It's like... I mother- thought we stopped that. No, I don't think they're going to do that to her. Okay. I hope they don't. I... I don't know the more i'm talking about it now i i don't think i'm gonna like season three as much if it's gonna be some sort of feud between him and love and him trying to kill some other chick or guy or whoever the hell you know that doesn't sound like the season i want to watch no i i god dude i don't know why i just have just a little vision in my head love and the daughter are in the pool He's sitting at a pool chair. She sees that he keeps looking at the fence. Blah, blah, blah. She already knows who lives fucking beside him. She already knows everything about this woman. And then one night, Joe is like in the kitchen with the the telescope. And he's looking at the neighbor. And then he turns around and there's love. I, I would like the season better, preferably, if they're on the same page. Maybe he does the scoping and then she comes in. The thing is, she doesn't seem to be killing like he does. So you think they're going to kill for sport together, is what you hope for? (laughs) I would like them to be on a team instead of him just go off and do his own dumb shit. But because we've seen two seasons of him doing that, and I don't don't really want to see him do that again just as a father. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other examples I can do. I know that Breaking Bad, Walter White is sort of the example, you know, except he's making meth and not killing people or, you know, he's, he's, that's his sole purpose. Meth definitely kills people. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. He's cooking meth. He's not going out and being a hitman. Yeah. Um, I would much rather prefer Joe and Love to be on the same page and maybe Joe's the scout and then Love is also is the recruit or something like that. I mean, it could be a completely different show if they're bringing their neighbors in and just killing their guests or something like that. I don't know. That'd be some crazy shit. It could be a completely different show, but the thing is, I, I don't know. It, it's it's difficult because they kind of wrote themselves in a 
in a place where he's stuck with love. Yeah. Unless she decides to leave with the baby. Which she knew what she was getting into. Do you think she's going to be a little bit like her mother? I mean, she's already a little bit like her mother, I guess, right? I don't know. I feel like from the things that Love has said about how much she... Because she's officially telling her mom, like, I know what unconditional love is because I felt it with Joe. What you do is not unconditional love. So she already has this big manifesto of what she feels for Joe. Also, she also she is not killing for sport like Joe is. She is killing because... Joe's not killing for sport either. Joe thinks he's killing bad people. Well, what I'm saying is Joe is actively going out seeking people and stalking them. She is stalking a little bit, but she's uh, mostly... Everyone she's killed was, quote-unquote, hurting their family or relationships yeah. that she's involved in. Yeah. And so I'm not sure if she's going to be into killing people for sport next season. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, it, it's it goes to the core of why they're doing it. Yeah. And Joe specifically does it because he can't not do it. Yeah. So. Another one? It's been another one? It's been another one. All right, let's get you out of here. Thank you, Kelly, for joining me on the podcast. Wrapping up you, we did it. We did it. We completed it. Can you believe it? I can't. Can't believe it. You're just going to fall asleep as soon as I click this off? Yep. There you go. Well, uh... Now I'm going to have ice cream. Oh, I figured. <laughs> uh, comments, questions, concerns, email the Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail.com, Twitter at Lucky Dog Podcast, Facebook. Check out the Facebook link below. Twitch link is available below in description. So is the Instagram link, as well as the... PayPal.me slash Podcast donation tab link is in in the description below. Everything's in the fucking description. Click that bitch. Click the bitch. Alright. Alright. Like, share, subscribe. You know what to do. Kelly, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. A let this situation go bad nothing is okay without you love whatever makes you happy whatever you want you're so very special I wish I was